This is an in-debt discussion. If it's about the financial industry, from lenders to collectors, you'll find it here. And now your host, Jacqueline Waller. guys for tuning in to an in-debt discussion. We are super excited. Uh, We have a fantastic guest that has joined us today. His name is Brendan Byrne and he is with Priority Pay Plus. He is a Navy brat who grew up all over the world and got to live among all income levels, which gave him the understanding that everyone struggles with debt and budgeting. He went to engineering school first, but ended up as a child psych major. He graduated into the last recession, which we're kind of in right now, where we really are, and got into finance at a local Kia store. After five years in finance, he got into helping people's budgets. And now he works with the series of budgeting and credit repair tools that debt collectors use to make extra money on uh, with their existing clients, which we all know that this is, I really feel like, Brendan, that you're positioning yourself to uh, take off and be and be huge. That's and, the idea. And and so Brendan, with uh, Priority Pay Plus, he offers a uh, biweekly payment plan that allows the debt collector to earn a $200 commission if they sign their clients up on a biweekly payment plan for their bills. So Brendan, that is a lot of information and like I really didn't know how to wrap my mind around that and fit all that in. So can you just tell our audience like exactly like kind of nuts and bolts of what is it you do and and who your ideal customer is and how you guys help society? Sure. Well, we believe in consumer financial wellness uh, and we're here to help improve and maintain uh, consumer finances. So one of the biggest issues that people have, again, no matter really your income level is budgeting. And, you know, a lot of times people have a mortgage due on the first and a um, car payment due on the 10th and maybe a, a credit card or two due, due later in the month. And if you get paid every other week, usually you have to take different amounts from each paycheck in order to, uh, to make sure that everything gets there on time. What we can do is we basically will put all of those bills onto a payment plan, uh, payment plan platform so that let's say that the person has $1,800 in bills throughout these, uh, you know, say a car loan, a, a mortgage and an int- a, um, sorry, a car loan, uh, mortgage and a uh, credit card. Then what we would do is instead of them paying that $1,800 throughout those three bills once a month, we just take the about $900 every other week from their uh, from their payday. So if they get paid every other Friday, then we would debit this customer $900 every other week and send it along to their um their, their creditors uh, on their behalf. So this really allows customers to budget correctly. And, you know, every other week, if you have the same amount coming out, then you know that what's left is for your, you know, groceries and electricity and things of that nature. Um, we do this with all kinds of different uh, people. So we are in the car industry where when you buy a car, you can sign up for a biweekly payment. Uh, we work with credit uh, agencies that are that help people fix their credit so that while they're fixing their credit, they don't miss any other payments. And of course, with debt collectors, uh, people, you only have to sign them up for one bill 
in order to get the commission actually goes up to $500. Um, so the idea with the debt collectors that we work with is that if you are trying to collect that debt, you probably might already have a payment platform, but with this, you can sign them up on the debt you're either trying to collect or one other bill. Uh, and then they'll have that uh, directly coming out of their account, which makes them of course, less likely to default on that. And of course you get the commission. Now, the game changer part of this is that when you pay a loan bi-weekly, you're actually going to pay it off a lot faster. So if you were to make a half a payment every other week, it would add up to 13 payments a year rather than 12. And if you think about it, if you've ever gotten paid every other week, you know there's two months a year where you have an extra paycheck. So we basically would take an extra half payment out of each of those two paychecks, which would equal one extra for the year. And in the, uh, in the event that you just have a $150,000 mortgage, you'll save potentially over $20,000 or so and over five or six years on the mortgage. Now, if this customer has a couple of different smaller debts that they want to add on top of it as well, then it really will snowball the debts and save the, you know, I've seen uh, potential savings up in the $60,000, $70,000 range, but that's if they stay on the program for the whole time, of course, and uh, we snowball the debt, uh, taking care of the highest interest rate first. Now, the program itself is set up in that fashion. And with the debt collectors, we try to get them to just put on one or two uh, loans. It's not as complicated as it might sound for them to sign up, but it's a good way for them to maintain their customer, to help their customers and their consumers maintain their financial wellness and, uh, you know, get back on track. Cause like we were saying, no matter who you are, a lot of times it's, it's difficult to budget. <laughs> right. Exactly. I've had the opportunity through, so it's really helped with me. Like, so I have my car loan is through the credit union that I also bank with. And okay. so that's what I've done. So I get paid twice a month and I have basically just paid my car loan twice a month out of my checking account. And so for individuals that have, that don't necessarily have that same privilege, I think a system like yours would be fantastic because it would allow them to be able to do the same thing, but with that and a couple of others. And so you handle that with like credit cards and different things like that as well? Everything, even student loans. So if your bank, if you had your mortgage and your student loans and your auto with that same bank, and they were to set you up on one payment for all three of those, then that would be about the same thing that we do. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times banks don't do it the same way that we do because they want to make sure they get all their interest and, of course, take you through the entire length of the loan. Um, what we do is we make sure to take a half a payment every other week so that it does equal that 13th payment. So not all of the automatic payments are, um, are, are uh, created equally, but yes, uh, if they have it set up correctly with yours, then you'll pay that auto loan usually somewhere between five to eight months sooner. And depending on your interest rate, of course, uh, you could save a lot of money in interest as well. So uh, it is nice, but I'm sure you probably have other bills as well. And even though you have your uh, auto set up on the 1st and the 15th, what my plan would be able to do for you, for instance, in your case, would be to put all of your bills on that same sort of uh, platform, which just makes everything so much easier because now you know exactly what is there that's yours and what is what what isn't yours is already gone. Right. So, yeah, uh, it really helps a lot of people. And so being in the, the auto industry and in finance and so forth, there's, uh, how do you think things have changed during these last five months after they 
uh, admitted to the big C word coming out. And I don't you know, mean anything to do with women. I mean the <laughs> alleged plant pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the it's very interesting because each dealer is going to be different, of course, depending on what brand they sell. But there has actually been a couple of um, more per month cash deals. So you would think that people would not be coming in with big checks to, to cut uh, big checks for cars in this environment. But that number, from what I can tell, obviously anecdotally, uh, it seems to be going up. So I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like they're hit too, too hard. Um, it's just a matter of the protocols. So, you know, different dealerships will handle it differently. Some have big screens up everywhere. And I've seen one of the finance manager's office looks like it's like a, a scene from Outbreak with like, Oh wow! Uh, those the the floor to ceiling um, plastic, and oh then, my gosh! Yeah, wow. yeah. And then I've also seen people that you know, no one in the whole place is wearing a mask. So I think that it may have you know, consumers are very different. Um, every consumer is going to have a different view on different things. So, uh, but as far as the numbers go, um, it is a little bit lacking, but not as much as you might think. You know, things like cars, people are always going to need. And um, you know, with a lot of the a lot of the manufacturers are going to zero percent. So one of the Ford stores mm. I work with, they had a zero percent for eighty four months for a Ford F one fifty. I don't think that'll ever happen again. That's crazy because F one fifty sell themselves, and yeah. in order for you to put zero percent on a vehicle, usually that means that vehicle is not going to sell as well as the others. So uh -huh. for Kia, for instance, you might get a zero percent on a Forte because the Forte doesn't really sell very well, but they're not going to mm. put zero percent on a Sorento because they have no problem selling those. So in order, when you saw, when I saw the 0% on the F-150s, I was like, okay, they're, they're trying to get ahead of the market here. But for the most part, um, you know, there's people in the dealerships every time I go, there's, it is by no means a ghost town. Mm, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I have a, a, a chick that I know that works um, for Lexus dealerships. And uh, she said, you know, with her, with her customers and stuff like that, she's, She's hasn't really experienced any issues or anything like that, which is good. Um, and then, you know, with the with the economy and like with how things are transitioning and you were talking about how some of the dealerships haven't had people wearing masks, which, to be honest, that's probably where I would end up going. And then you have <laughs> some that uh, do are like floor to ceiling plastic. Uh, and uh, that would freak me out. But but um, there's so much other variety out there now and there's new companies so like how zoom was primed and ready for this they and, and i'm sure they had no idea that they were going to explode the way right. they did after the pandemic started uh but they had been building up the same as buying a car just straight online like with carvana and then right. you have uh you know carmax which kind of offers a mixture of both and those seem to be competing against each other but how do you think uh people are like with the whole Carvana, like after this market and stuff like that, you think they're going to explode and grow even more? So I live in Louisville, Kentucky, and we mm -hmm. just got our first Carvana vending machine. And oh, wow. okay. so from what I understand, because Carvana has been around for a little while and, and, uh, and they, I guess they've done okay, but the, the car buying process is unlike any other purchase. The only thing you can really uh, compare it to would be buying a house. And that's right. kind of a, a worn out comparison, but um, 
not too many people are going to buy a house without checking it out first, right? Now with Carvana, you can return it if you don't like it. My brother actually purchased a vehicle from Carvana. So I have some pretty uh, close experience with that. He got a um, uh, Toyota Camry Mm -hmm. and they dropped it off. He liked it, but I think there's some sort of instance to say, you know, if you don't like it within a week or so, we'll come pick it up or something along those lines. So they do try to uh, quell that objection, but I don't see it as anything like any city is going to be looking for more space for their second vending machine. Like, I don't see I don't see it as something that's going to take off because of that process of wanting to touch and feel. And, you know, people go to different dealerships to, to test drive different cars, but they're also used cars. So uh, from what I understand, Carvana's I they, is used cars or new. I believe that it's mostly used cars. I don't oh, think wow. I could be wrong about this, but I believe they're all used cars. Um, and, uh, the reason that I'm pretty sure about that is because the new car market is very set up on advertisements and 0% and all of that. Um, so from what I understand, Carvana is a used car, um, market. And so in that case, if you were trying to find a 2014 Honda Accord with less than a hundred thousand miles on it, and you knew that's what you wanted, then Carvana would be a good spot to say, Okay, I, it doesn't matter which 2014 Accord I get. I'm going to go get that one because, you know, it's a used car. It's a little bit different than the new car buying purchase um, with all of the the bells and whistles and things. But dealerships don't make their money on the selling of the car, which is something that not a lot of people know. With with uh, Carfax or um, what's the one I'm looking for where they, they tell you the true car? Yeah. So there's no there's no there's no money to be made in the actual price of the car anymore because everyone knows what the cars are are are, uh, are purchased for. Right. It's all so in the financing, get, right? Exactly, and warranties yeah. and stuff like that. And that's where this program actually comes in <laughs> to help those dealerships because if you have a customer that says they can't afford four hundred dollars a month, you can say, well, hold on, if you can just do two hundred a paycheck, then I can save you X amount of dollars in interest. You know, potentially you could potentially save this amount and uh, you know pay it off this much sooner, and it helps the customers budget and get into their um, their payment a little bit better. So it helps the dealerships hold more gross. Now, in the same fashion, if the customer went into the to the finance office and they were closed at four hundred dollars a month, and then the finance manager tries to add on some warranties and insurances that takes them a little bit further out of what they're comfortable with, then right. now the finance manager can say, well, hold on. I know that 460 is out of your range. You want it to be closer to 400 and 460 is a little bit out of your range. But if you can just do like 230 or so a paycheck, then you'll be covered on all these awesome things. You'll have this warranty. You'll get all your free oil changes or whatever is included in that $60. And you're going to save some money in interest and pay it off sooner. Uh, so yeah, that's where, because that's where the dealership makes their money. Our tool is a, is a game changer for a lot of those dealerships because it helps sell those warranties and, um, you know, help them with their budgeting at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting. Cause I, when I bought my, uh, my Jeep, uh, from the dealership, they made nothing, pretty much almost nothing on me. Um, the purchase of my vehicle. Cause when I financed right. it through a, uh, I financed it through the credit union and right. then they tried to add on documentation fees and stuff like that, but which the dealerships here still do it, but they're not legally allowed to add that on top of an advertised price vehicle here in the state of Georgia. 
Oh, wow. And yeah. And so I got that wiped off. And then they did try to sell me a warranty. And I said, well, is this warranty going to stop start after my warranty stops? Like my, my right. factory warranty? They're like, no. So I said, oh, then it's not worth it for me right. to get the warranty. And then they just were like, and then I got them to get me an extra key because it only came with one because it was used. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something. They've made a ton of money me off of service, though, and the and out of the service department. <laughs> yeah, have, that is that is a big money driver. Yeah, and so I have an amazing service advisor there, and um, and so where when he left there for a short while and went somewhere else, I followed him, and because especially for women, when you have someone that you know that you can trust and is not going to try to screw you and be yeah. honest, yeah. Uh, it's it's huge, and so um, and so I have I have them, and I have another outside mechanic that's outside the dealership in case I need to get something done and ha- pay less for the labor and stuff like that. I can yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I can do that, but but well, jeeps yeah, are easy to work on too. Huh? Oh, jeeps are um, easy to work on. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and so that's interesting that you talk about the warranties because I thought about that when it came to my specific warranty, and I'm glad that I asked the question. Hey, does it start after my warranty expires? Or does it start before? And then I'm like, right. well, then I'm paying for a warranty, and it's coinciding with my other warranty. And, um, and so forth. So, right. Yeah. I've always actually been a huge, um, uh, like, uh, I always love warranties depending on the person. Of course, the idea, of course, you have, you probably have a pretty low interest rate and with your credit union and everything, but you do have some people that come in that are, are purchasing a car and they're financing it for seven years and the backup camera is going to stop uh, being under warranty after three and they're oh, stretching wow, okay. their budget. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, here's the deal. You can pay an extra $20 a month for this, and then you'll never have to choose between fixing the vehicle and making the payment. So one of my ex-girlfriends, for instance, worked on commission. And so I was like, look, honey, you, you got to get this warranty because now you know that you and your son will always have a, a good way to go and that even if you didn't get a good commission check this month, you're not going to be without a car because this will all be covered and, and everything. So it's for some people and not for some people. Jeeps obviously are easier to work on than, say, a Volkswagen. So uh, there's a lot of different reasons in, that people do and don't uh, purchase them. But, uh, but yeah, Jeeps are a little bit different. Yeah, and I've actually owned like three or four Volkswagens. I've had a Honda. Um, I've had my last car was a Mini Cooper, and that was like, that was hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Minis. I tried to replace a, 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 a light bulb in one of those old Beetles and was like, what is this? Like, it was before YouTube and everything. I was like, how do you even work on the light bulb on this thing? <laughs> Because in German, it's German, so it's all pictures when you work on a Volkswagen, right? It's not like instructions. It's like like Lego instructions where it's like, do this. My uh, my second to last Volkswagen that I owned was a Volkswagen Golf that I had when I moved from Florida to here. And then I had just did a top engine rebuild on it, had it painted and got new tires and all this stuff. And I was working for this company downtown and the garage freaking collapsed and crushed my car. Mind what? you, I had just paid it off like a year before. So I was like debt free, top engine rebuild, oh, brand right. new paint job. And this car that I had since I had 200 miles on it, right? I freaking broke that bad boy. And I love that damn car. And 
when I went to the yard to go find my car, like to see if it was really squished or not. And um, I looked down and okay, there's no glass. And then I fell inside the door and I just started crying. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. The garage collapsed. The garage collapsed. And you know what? Praise God, not one person got injured in that thing. Yeah. Not one person. There, I, there was one other person that was sitting inside the garage when uh, in their car. And um, I can't remember if they drove out or ran out. I think they ran out, but they heard some cracking starting and ran out of the freaking garage. Like they're eating their lunch in their car. <laughs> oh, well, good thing they got out in time. And, it's like and a it was, Star Wars movie or something where you got to get out before the door closes. Exactly. And it was at lunchtime and um uh and it was right across the street from la fitness so a lot of people would come in and out for lunch for la, LA fitness uh, and yeah. because that garage collapsed it put la fitness out of business like they left that location oh wow <laughs> so but uh Vol volkswagen's and then i had one more after that and uh i love that damn car it was great so i i'm a road chick so i'd be taking my cars all over the place <laughs> yeah volkswagen's are good for that jeep's not so much no, my don't I, I I rebuke that statement against my Jeep. My baby has been amazing. Oh, what kind of Jeep? It's not a Wrangler, I guess. No, it's, it's a Jeep Cherokee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, um, I assumed Wrangler for some reason. No, even though I do love the Wranglers, uh, but no, she's a Jeep Cherokee. Her name yeah. is Nancy. You don't want to go driving across the country in a Wrangler? That'll cost you. <laughs> Uh, no, and it's not that comfortable. So my my Jeep is my Jeep is great. <laughs> so so and so uh, I wonder what's going to happen now. Like that, the recession is starting to happen, and and I think even more now, right? Because uh, so, uh, this is the other thing I was thinking. Sorry, I told you earlier, my mind goes a thousand miles a minute. <laughs> um, and so the one thing I was thinking about was public, you know, public transportation now, and now because of this um pandemic right. that they people are like less likely now unless they truly have to like to be on public transportation yeah. they'd rather take like an uber or a lyft or something like that uh they have that opportunity um so i think that cars are the prices of or the ability to be able to purchase like used cars or even new or whatever is probably going to go up for people to want to purchase. Them. I totally agree with that. I listened to uh, something recently that said that the New York subway system is under a lot of financial distress because of that, where of course it went down uh, when people stopped going to work. But now that things have opened back up, I think they're only at like 25% of the people uh, that would normally be there are there. The other part of that is that used car prices are going up because they are in demand for one reason or another, probably, you know, somewhat of what we were just talking about. Um, but that is driving the new car market because a lot of these savvy dealers um, will say, well, hold on, you can buy this used one for, say, 400 a month, but why not get the new one for 430 a month, right? So Exactly. Um, you, why not? Right. So you're not wrong there. Uh, the used car market has been has been blowing up, and uh, but of course, that means that the prices are going higher. So there's a good side to that as well. Um, I've always been a, a big fan of buying a new car. If you can get it, especially if you can get it at a very low interest rate, what some people don't understand is that a used car is going to have a higher interest rate than a new car mm -hmm. uh, almost every time. So if you have the differences aren't that different because you're paying a certain amount of interest on the used car, but it's a little cheaper, they may even out. Uh, and then when you talk, start talking about things like you said, warranties, uh, you're obviously going to be better covered on a new car. So lots of, it just depends, of course, on the brand and the year and 
you know, all that good stuff as well. Yeah. I know Uh, when I got my baby, I think four years ago, four, yeah, I think I got her like four years ago. She had 69,000 miles on her and, uh, I put over a hundred thousand, about a hundred thousand miles on that baby. Good, 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 good. So, but yeah, so we work with the dealerships um, in town. You know, we also work with credit repair because as you were, you were basically trying to get at the the implications of, of the the future of the markets and things with because of COVID. And um, I, I believe that the 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 car market's going to be fine. It's the collections and the credit agencies I think that are going to sort of take off a lot because obviously people are going to be missing some payments and depending on what they do with legislation. Uh, they're going to have to pay those bills. So yeah. people in the people in the debt collection um, realm are are good. Their business is going to go up, and uh, you know, depending on how those customers are are brought to you, obviously there's a little bit of a cost to acquire a customer, and uh, we think we can really hit a home run with with debt collectors because we're going to offer up to a five hundred dollar commission, and you don't have to pay to acquire that customer. This is already a customer you're talking to on the phone or mm-hmm. uh, you know via email or whatever. So. Um, depending on your, your system with your, uh, that person, that debt collector's payment system, uh, if they, if they use our system, they're obviously going to be making a lot more money and, um, those payments will be better made on time. Uh, we all right. know if you set up for an auto pay, you're less likely to default. So. Uh, correct. Yeah, that's very true. And it helps to manage it because it pulls it out of your account right away. Uh, right when you get paid, you know, right. So. Right. So that's super exciting. That's awesome. And then do you guys do the negotiations or do they upload like how much they owe in this specific account, like what their minimum monthly payment is? Yep. It's a very easy process. All they would need. Now they need some of the customer's personal information, which they probably already have. um, And then just who to pay and when to pay them. So if you had a mortgage that was due, say on March 1st and you signed up somewhere in the middle of January, then we would say, okay, we need to take a half a payment around the beginning of February and a half a payment around the middle of February. And then we would send that full payment and make sure that it gets there um, by March. So we are, mm. we don't offer loans. We are a bank's uh, product, bank sponsored product. We, every person has their own FDIC backed account. It's not all in like one big FDIC account or anything like that, which some other people uh, handle their processes in that manner. But uh, so we don't negotiate anything. We don't uh, we don't give loans. We we just make the payments for the customer and you know help them budget. But again, it does save a lot of money depending on your uh, your situation and your interest rates and things. So even someone that that is doesn't need a budgeting tool but just has a mortgage, right? Let's say you mm-hmm. have a hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage and you you're everything's fine and dandy. You you should still pay it biweekly because you're going to be catching ahead one one payment a year. So. You know, if you have a thousand dollar mortgage after three years, you're at least three thousand dollars ahead, not not even at zero percent. Right. So. Yeah. um, So this is for people that have, you know, debt collection needs, but it's also for people that don't that just have regular bills. And and, uh, if you can just stomach that extra half payment uh, two times a year, then you can save, uh, I mean, a lot of money. Yeah. So how did you. And so what about for people like me that only get paid twice a month? We do twice a month. We can do weekly. We have some people that get paid on Friday, but they get paid by check. So we take their money out on Monday. Okay. So we do every other Monday. Um, the system is very, very versatile. And uh, can I don't, I don't think I've ran into one that we couldn't help, except for some people that just get paid once a month. And oh, wow. usually, yeah. you know, because of morals reasons, usually I'm like, well, ma'am, 
you should just pay that once a month. You know, my system is going to charge you a little fee and I don't want to, uh, um, uh, to, to charge that, you on yeah. that because you have to think if you're doing it once a month, we're going to build in that 13th payment. So if the person wants to do it once a month, but they, and they want their bills to go up a little bit, um, be, because let's say that you have a thousand dollar mortgage over the, over the 12 months. Well, that's $12,000 in order mm -hmm. for our program to work the way it's supposed to, you have to do 13,000 and then divide that out. So you'd have, you know, mm. one twelfth of a thousand added onto your payment each month. So the only way, uh, not to ramble on that, but the only way that it doesn't help someone is if they just get paid once a month. And in that manner, you know, if you get paid once a month, you probably just are a little bit better at budgeting because you pay your bills all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. really helps people because if you get paid every other week, that's not very consistent. It's not like, you always get one in the beginning of the month and then one in the middle of the month. You might have one that comes in on like the 28th of the month before. And then the next one comes in after your car payments due. And if you miss one car payment or, or one credit card payment, even once a year, it's not your, your credit is just not going to recover. Right. So, um, so it helps people budget, but you know, with the, with the debt collectors and stuff, it's um, it's a, it's a strong tool for, their business model in general, right? You want to make sure that people keep paying. And if you can offer them a tool that not only pays this collection thing off, but also will help with their mortgage, um, mm -hmm. maybe they'll be more likely to get that person to pay something um, or sign up for that. Because if you're calling them and, and you're just saying, hey, you know, you owe us this money for whatever collections, let's sign you up on a payment plan. If instead that person's pitch is, hey, not only can we sign you up to get this collection taken care of, but we can also add on, you know, your mortgage or your auto. Um, right. And that's going to add more value to what the debt collector offers and more likely that the uh, consumer will sign up to not only for our program, but to pay that debt off, which is the, the whole ultimate goal, it, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, that's exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. It's something that, uh, like you said, with the, the new economy basically is where we're going to be going here. Uh, and, and, and who's going to win and who's going to lose. And with people that are going to be struggling from no fault of their own, usually. Um, so some people are going to be in this position that have never been here before, just because they're usually really good and they're really budgeting, but they're a server and they didn't work for the last three months. So, yeah. uh, so even people that aren't usually in this position, I think will be. And so things like debt collectors and credit repairs and things of that nature, um, I think we'll see a boost, but, uh, in my opinion and the way that I like to do things, it's um, I like to, to word it around helping that consumer. So with mm -hmm. this, that's exactly what this does. It's, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Customer, I understand everyone's kind of going through the same thing you're going through. Let's help you out. Let's get this, uh, this these collections paid off. But at the same time, let me help you budget on your other bills, blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden the debt collector is a friend uh, instead of somebody that obviously is most likely a foe. Exactly. And then do you guys also help with anything like with savings and stuff like that as well to help people put some money aside for savings? We or do not. Like we do not. Um, we are strictly just a, uh, a tool that's going to help the customers pay their bills that are that are up and coming. OK. Um, and the savings part is really I don't know too much about that, but there's so many different ways to save money. Um, some pe people have very different opinions on what's the best way to, to, to invest or do you save or do you put it in this account or that account? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we don't, we're not too much in that realm. 
Okay. All right. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, but it's a good question to ask, though, because you never know, you know? Yeah. 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 It's it's definitely something that people are going to need to start doing. Um, you know, I don't think people understand, especially people in their mid to late 30s, you know, like, hey, it's time to start saving. You know, you got to start getting this together. Um, so I'm sure that that sort of business will also will also take off. Uh, yeah, like some of these other apps that are out there, investment apps, different things to give people an opportunity to put some money aside. Um, but I think that's great what you guys are doing. I feel like you're, you're adding great value back to, uh, society in general. And then how did you guys, how, what made you, cause this is your company. It's like, what made you think about this or create it? Like, what was the thought process behind that? So I actually work with this company. I didn't create it or anything. I don't want to oh, take credit okay. for that, but, um, this is a, 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 this sort of thing has been around in one version or another for, for a while. And we have really taken the next step to combine a lot of the technologies in order to make it really work. So um, in early 2018, we, we started with a couple different companies and basically purchased uh, a couple of different debt um, and, uh, and um, auto debit companies, sorry is the word I'm looking for. Uh, some of them were really good at some things and some of them were really good at others, but not no one had really had the full thing going. So our company was able to purchase up a couple different companies and use the best parts of all of them to uh, to make this platform really work the way uh, the way that it should. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's pretty cool. And so, if someone wanted to get some information or figure out how to sign up, like how do they make that happen? So they can contact me personally. Um, my phone number is area code five zero two four one five zero six three four. And uh, as we all know, most people prefer to text. Uh, but you can also reach me via email at bbyrnebburn at uptempopay.com. Uh, bburn at uptempopay.com. And I uh, am very quick to get back to a lot of those. Uh, no matter where I am, if my if my hit buzzes, I'm I'm on that. So, and uh, <laughs> but we also have some instructional videos and things that that I can always send along to people. And, uh, and answer any questions that you may have. There's lots of information. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Well, I am super excited uh, to be able to, I'm so glad that I have you on here today. And yeah, just as like pretty awesome, I think that you guys are doing. It kind of reminds me of some of these other apps out there. Now, are you guys an app or just a website? Or I think that's another question I have. We're working on the app. Um, we definitely want our consumers and, and, and they have this ability right now to be able to go in and change their things around. So once you're on our platform, we, we want you to stay on the platform for life. And the idea, of course, is that people are going to add and subtract their autos as they go along. Maybe they refinance the house or buy or sell a house. And so we do have the ability online for you to go and add and subtract different loans. Uh, it's not available in an app just yet, but mm -hmm. that is partly because when you start to mess around with what people's payments are, there's a lot of different things that you have to make sure you definitely get it all in a row. Um, at the moment, let's say that you were to add a, a second mortgage on or something of that nature, we mm -hmm. still want to reach out to the customer and say, hey, just to be sure you understand that now your payment is this and that it's coming out on this date because we want to make sure that we don't blindside our customers with anything. And at the moment, when you go in and do that, um, those changes, you know, we, we've been calling just to make sure that 
um, that it all gets done correctly. But that technology will be in the future once we get um, once we get a better handle on it. It's right yeah. now uh, with with the consumers. A lot of them are changing things around with COVID. Um, you know, I need to add this or subtract that, and uh, this kind of put a um, a good uh, view, a, a good lens on the need for them to to have that sort of app. But at the moment, oh, you cut are, out, Byron. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, Brendan. Yep. Okay. Yeah. At the moment, we're very hands-on with our customers. We want to make sure that we walk them through the process and sort of hold their hand. And, and, and that way, of course, we build a better rapport. Uh, the app and everything, I'm sure, will come in the future. Okay. That's cool. And so one other question I have for you is, and this was an experience that I had in regards to, say, like my my mortgage, right? And so with my mortgage, uh, in order for me to have done a twice a month, uh, then I would have had to pay like one month up front and then another month, like right after, like, and then split it. Right. 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 So you wouldn't have to do that with our program. Um, again, let's say that you purchased a, a home or let's say that you're, you haven't even purchased a home. You've already lived in the home and you're signing yeah. up today and your next payment of course is going to be due on the first of next month. Then right. looking at the calendar right now, you today is the 27th. So uh, tomorrow is Friday the 28th. If you were to get paid tomorrow, then we would say, okay, most likely you have that check already, um, you know, divvied out. So we'll do a half a payment on September 11th and then a half a payment on September 25th and we'll get it there by the 1st. So there is no, uh, I had to do the same thing with my mortgage that you're talking about, but that's not necessary with our program because in this case, for instance, it, even if you signed up exactly today, uh, then we'd have just enough room to get it. We'd take your second half payment on the 25th, and the first is another seven days after that, six so, days after that. So September's payment would be, I would have to still pay that in full, and then a, a, and then a half a payment would be two weeks later for yeah. October's. Yep, exactly. So, There's okay. No. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So mm -hmm. that's... That's kind of like what I would have had to have done if I decided to do that, which I should have, but. Uh, right, yeah. but we also want to make sure we we do utilize the grace period if we can. So some people that need to stretch it out or some people that are like, man, I want to do that, but I can't make a half payment on September 11th, right? Now yeah. in this case, it wouldn't work out, I don't think, because we'd be taking the second half payment on the 9th of September. Most mortgages will let you go up to the 16th before they charge you any fees or, uh, or report you anywhere. Obviously, yeah. that's a worst case scenario where the person's like, well, I can't do that because that first payment's too soon. Um, we do have the technology, of, of course, to utilize the grace period in the worst case scenario. So um, that is a, a very good feature that I enjoy because it allows you to get a little bit more time in there. Oh, that's that's really cool. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. So, but that's amazing. Well, good. I'm so glad that you came on today. If there's anything that we can do, uh, but um, to help you guys out or whatever, let us know. Yeah. And um, I look forward to launching the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. It's super exciting. So I will chat with you soon, Brendan, and I hope you have an amazing evening. You as well. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to an in-debt discussion hosted by Jacqueline Waller. If it's about the financial industry, from lenders to collectors, you'll hear it here. Check us out Thursdays for a new podcast. Until then, this is an in-debt discussion 
Signing off.